Now, I firmly believe that rock and roll music is sent to us straight from the devil himself. I believe that rock and roll music has been sent to us straight from the bowels of hell. Now, I don't believe that the devil can do this work by himself. I think he has to have agents, assistants, evil agents to help spread this evil music. Now, what am I talking about? I'm talking about the likes of uh, Elvis Presley, Jerry Lee Lewis, Little Richard, Chuck Berry, and many, many other performers who help him spread this evil music. When they start singing and they start dancing and they start gyrating their body parts, I believe it leads our young people to one place. I believe it leads them in a direction they don't need to go. And where is that place? Brothers and sisters, I'm talking about lust of the flesh. Now the good book and the good Lord, they tell us to avoid lust of the flesh at all costs. Now, if we give in to lust of the flesh, brothers and sisters, you might as well go down to the Greyhound bus station and buy you a one-way ticket straight to hell. You're listening to the Cobras and Fire podcast, part of the Decibel Geek podcast network. This week, we sell our souls to rock and roll with a little tip of the hat to Diabolus, the Prince of Darkness, Beelzebub, Lucifer. I'm talking about the devil, people. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and as always, I am joined by the uninvited Loose Cannon. Loose, how is this evening treating you? It's treating me as it does every night. That is, I am alone. We're all alone, Baco, in a way. Uh, I think so. Un- uninvited, by myself with a microphone in my basement. You know, <laughs> it, it's it's a, it, it, I just don't have any cats to, to compliment yeah. yeah, you know why do that. so many podcasts take p- place in basements? I mean, at least <laughs> De- Decibel Geek built a like an Adobe hut. I think that's where you can validate this is where my passion project goes. Yeah, <laughs> in the house, <laughs> not in the dungeon, do- baby. Where do you want to do your thing that makes you no money? That's where it goes. That's where it's in the basement. If you're not going to make any money at it, we're going to put you in the place that you need the most hand sanitizer. Yeah. You know where passion projects go? Right next to the Asbestos Fest. <laughs> asbestos Fest. Yes, yes. Well, uh, that, yeah, yeah, I yeah. too am alone, uh, 1,500 miles away from my only friend, Loose Cannon. <laughs> but let's, let's move forward. Let's talk about the subject of today's episode. For once, we're actually going to get right to it. 
it's a first in 120, 130 episodes. Let's talk about what is this episode all about, and then we'll start talking. Sounds good, man. We're talking about Satan, baby. Beelzebub. The father of lies. Yes. Yes. We've, and uh, one of my close personal friends, too, by the way. Absolutely. I mean, come on. We've got, uh, we are going back to the well again. Uh, we have, I think we've only done this once, right? I think right in the beginning we did yeah. one devil episode. Maybe two? Or we only, we've only it might have been hands. a two-parter. I honestly don't remember off the top of my head, but it was very yeah. early on when I was still uh, learning how to speak in front of a microphone. Right. So, I mean, we're not doing Radio Sucks Part 75. So at least we've only done this like <laughs> maybe three times max. So we're all right. Yeah, okay. I think we're okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so we're going to talk about Satan. What do you think? And actually, this one was scheduled at, last time we recorded was at 1030 in the morning, if you haven't heard our last episode, on a Sunday. I was really hoping to crack that baby through during during church time. We didn't get the, we didn't have enough enough time. Yeah, no it's problem. disappointing. So we're going to use Beelzebub, uh, the beast, uh, as a <laughs> as a theme for the the music in, in today's episode. But we opened up with you being the uninvited. Uh, why don't you crack open a wound and bleed for us and let us know what that's all about? Ooh, yes, I, absolutely. Let me ask, actually that, that that goes with drink. So I will crack open a beer in a second. But uh, just real quick side note: Have you ever heard the word Beelzebub? sound more beautiful than when Freddie Mercury says it? <laughs> Wait, I don't think I've heard that. No. Isn't that what he says in uh, in Bohemian Rhapsody? Oh, sure. Okay, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I have such disdain for that song. I, 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 think, wow. uh, I, I think I've kind of blocked out most memory of it. Really? Yeah, I'm, How many people uh, that love that song today... Uh, would not know it without the Wayne's World movie. I, I think about 90% of the people who know it. Me. The first time I heard it was in that fucking movie. No no joke. Then I went to the Queen catalog. Yeah. And now it's like an FM radio staple. And it, I don't care what anybody says. It was not before. Same with that uh, Vanilla Ice song. <laughs> oh, Under Pressure. You think both? Both yeah, of those, both of those songs were basically, I mean, they were, whatever. They just weren't up there. They weren't constantly played like they are now. Well, that, 30 I'll, I'll, years later, they're still fucking played because of uh, Vanilla Ice and Wayne's World. I think you, you have a good point because that goes to, you know, when I grew up, uh, that local radio station, That's I listened to it constantly. And it played all that shit from the 70s mm-hmm. and, and 80s, and it never, ever played that song. That's yeah, exactly. I, I I listen to album, you know, oriented radio, AOR radio, whatever you want to call it, a ton from like 1977 till, you know, even now at work, I still hear, you know, but I'm just saying once those two incidences hit, suddenly, you know, it became cool to be the guy like, you know, that's actually a Queen song, you know, <laughs> you know, like, oh, good for you. Yes, I, I saw one of the 90 comments on MTV about it, Ice Ice Baby. But it, I'd never heard I'd never heard Under Pressure before. I heard that. Then I went back and I heard the song too. Both of those are actually but I think because of the separation I, of a few years. That's maybe. my point though, is that yeah. I, I never heard either song on, on the radio, not to the point that I knew this you know what I mean? They might have been came up a couple times, but they weren't blasted like they were after the fact. Uh, and Bohemian Rhapsody is is just kind of a mishmash of, of stuff. It's well performed, and, but it's not it's not a pleasant listen, if you ask me. Oh, I, I, it's more I, like I disagree. funny I disagree. for people. Mm. 
Anyway, we've already gone to Mama tangent. Mia, Mama Mia, Mama Mia, Mama Mia, Mama Mia, Mama Mia, let me go. See, you, you blocked it out. It's amazing how your brain works that way. Stuff that you don't want to think about. But the <laughs> but even though we're bouncing all over the place, I gotta like tell you, priest. man. I I. Th- I think that, I think that uh, it would be interesting but because like you all say there's all those uh you know movie documentaries or music you're talking about uh rock like a what do they call it when a docudrama docudrama they're obviously coming out with creatively titled the queen documentary Bohemian Rhapsody is coming out sometime in the next Yeah and they they jacked up the guy's face to look just like Freddie Mercury I don't think they jacked it up that much because I watched Mr. Robot and the base the guy basically looks this exact same except he has No, a no, I watched the show too. Yeah, they put a whole bunch of shit teeth. in, a, in his teeth front in teeth to give him the, the That's it. But he's got Yes, he's got he has a giant overbite that he didn't have before. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm anyway, just saying people get so enamored with this stuff. Whatever. I don't want to. Well, I right. bitched about that in another episode. Do you think in the movie the Bohemian Rhapsody will be a, a radio staple? In the seventies, <laughs> and not ever mention the Wayne's World bit where it brought its revival back. Do, what do you, you know, think? I, you know, probably, but I'll make a different prediction. They will dumb down the songwriting process of that song to make it sound like, "Hey, Freddie, that's kind of a cool part there. What if we did this?" And suddenly, they're, the entire band is playing a song that they haven't even written for the first time perfectly, because it's I'm not a it, it. it's not a docudrama without that. Now, is uh, Marky Mark playing Brian May? I sure hope so, yes. If not, it's going to be the plastic penis he had in uh, Boogie Nights is going to be playing Brian May. <laughs> All right. Well, let, let's get back on t- topic here. At, at the beginning, I, uh, I called you the uninvited loose cannon. Why don't you explain to uh, the listeners why, why so sad? You are the uninvited loose cannon. I've had my whole life to be the uninvited loose cannon. And uh, currently, and I'll give you a little backstory too, but the currently, you are the ambassador of Cobras and Fire, which I'm very, very proud for you to do. Okay? Okay. Thank Baco. you very much. Yes. Uh, I, that's a I, title I appreciate you gave it very me. much. Uh, yes. Well, but because you are, you you have recently been on the Growing Up Rock podcast, correct? Excellent oh, yeah. interview. Talking about high school. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and basically spending 30 minutes uh, uh, basically taking. Sonny Pooney to task for all of his <laughs> all of his decisions on any kind of opinion on anything. The homeschooled uh, Hollywood. <laughs> we got you. You got to to keep pace with Stephen Michael, even though you were talking. I think at least three times faster than him. So it was like, <laughs> well, I was wondering was 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 he? Actually I kept on... trying to get drunker so I would my speech would slow down to his speed. So. <laughs> I think his track was running at half speed, and yours was at uh, at regular. That's how I took it. And then we've got. You know, you were with Victor Ruiz on the VIP. You've been invited to the uh, Talk to yeah. Me podcast several times. You've been a man of the world, a man of the people, if you you will. You know, virtually sure. kissing babies and and traveling the world, making friends, all this stuff, waving you know the cobras I, and fire flag uh, throughout uh, the planet. And I appreciate that, but yet somehow I have never been invited on any of these shows. <laughs> so. <laughs> 
so I am the uninvited. I'm you know, you. I mean, you, uh, you notice that most of these invites came after the Rock and Pod Expo, after people met both of us. So exactly, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and this goes back. I have I have worked so hard in my life, uh, Baco, to to try to make myself more approachable. The backstory is this: my real name is not Loose Cannon. You know that we've talked about this off air, right? Correct. Yeah. To tell the truth to to the audience, and this goes with today's episode, and this is very cathartic to me, is that is that my real last name is Cannon. My first name, my first name, my birth name, I changed to Loose when I was 18 because of the whole thing. I was not invited to parties when I was a kid. You know why? Because my birth name is Lucifer. Now, do you see when <laughs> you you're sure doing that's the kid the reason why you're not getting invited? <laughs> It definitely didn't help because when you're doing a group invite, when you're in like those, when you're in the first, second grade, like I take my kids to all the parties. Yeah. If you, you think that you think the parents are stroking a uh, little invite card that says "Dear Lucifer," you were invited. To, yeah, it wouldn't bother me at all, party. you know. But uh, you, you wouldn't because you have an upside down Christmas tree at your house. Right, because that's because I I worship this the, the Satan. <laughs> that's right. Uh, but but yeah, so it's continued. So I've tried, I've changed my name. I try to be try to be approachable. Have you ever? Ha, let me let me ask you this though. Have you ever tried offering unsolicited advice to people you don't know that well? <laughs> All the time. <laughs> that, that that's that's uh that's probably not a good thing. Yeah. Okay. I just try to help. I try to help. Look, I I, I know what this is all about. By the way, this is not about me. You know, getting on other shows or or you being jealous of that. This is you really, really hoping to get invited to be on Blame Your Brother. <laughs> is that what this is? What yes. about what about uh, what about Toomey? You've been invited to do the breakdown where you list uh, seventy five bands you don't know anything about every year at the uh, <laughs> at the Louder look, Life look. Festival. You 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 clearly have some issues there with with you know my relationship with with uh, the Talk to Me podcast, but I'm telling you, I I, I know you. You're a good guy. Uh, people like you, uh, but you're just not approachable. You know why? Because I'm a goddamn devil.
know, I, I can't say that I've actually put a lot of thought into it, but I'm a little surprised that uh, we actually played some Ugly Kid Joe on the show. Nice pick. <laughs> you know, I'm actually not an Ugly Kid Joe hater. I actually really like the America's... I went back to America's Least Wanted after good, a good 15 years. There's the song called Panhandling Prince, which actually trashes Trump in it, oddly. The lyrics <laughs> immediately jumped out at me. Um Careful, we got a little too political on the last episode. Oh, we did? We got too political? What did we say? I think I compared three sides of the coin to Trump. Oh, that's right. Some Fox News stuff. Eh, That's all right. Okay, I'm just saying, tread lightly, because I think I pushed the boundaries last time. Oh, you did? Okay. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anyway, so, so yeah, Ugly Kid Joe, uh, little little Aaron Camaro, pleasing song. We had local (laughs) leaks last time. (laughs) Next, next thing I know, we're going to be doing a hair of the dog and uh, enough's enough uh, discography episode. What do you think? That sounds great. Our lowest rated awesome. episode Super. ever. Super. <laughs> All right. Super awesome. Uh, I heard uh, from you that you have a special announcement. Uh, why don't you? I, don't, I guess once again, I have to find out at the same time the listeners do. Well, it's 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 just some information that I I just got a message today, and that is that uh, I think it's pretty cool. Have you seen on the the whole VIP Rock and Pod Expo, you know, VIP thread that they there's this new thing called uh, Fun Size by Ken Mills? These little twenty minute episodes. Yes, I have been tagged in that at least five times. <laughs> Me too. I keep thinking that there's something important I need to check out. But anyway, yeah, there's little 20 minute episodes where basically they challenge each other to figure out what song they're they're talking about, but interview other podcasters. Another another show I haven't been invited on. And um, <laughs> but well, I just want to make you know Toomey that- happy to know that I I'm I need to find time to catch up on all these. I haven't listened to them yet. <laughs> but but I just want to let you know that Ken Mills messaged me and let him let me know that he has yet another podcast. And I thought that was pretty exciting. Can I announce oh, it? Oh, really? Yeah, let's hear it. What's the latest Ken Mills podcast? Well, yeah. So friend of the show and podcast, Podfather, uh, Ken Mills messaged me and was asking my permission for something he wants to do for his latest podcast. And uh, before we go into that, uh, how many how many podcasts does Ken Mills do per month currently? Oh, man, between 15 and 20, something like that. Yeah, I mean, can you read some of them off, just off the top of your head? Uh, yeah, well, I know he does podcast and uh, pop. Pop, pop is one. Uh, yeah. fun, well, he's got this whole fun size thing uh, going right now. The, um, the new twenty minute, twenty minute apps. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big fan of uh, uh, Are the Mountains Blue, the Coors Light ep, uh, podcast. That one's uh, good. Yeah, uh, the uh, the Jerk Sock Confidential, where uh, basically yep. people go on and you know share their their jerk sock stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is. I like Kiss the Monkeys, but that's not all. That's a pretty Ooh, good show. Oh, that one's good. Yeah, that one's yeah. good. What, what about uh, Donkey Show, where it's all just tales uh, from, <laughs> from, from from the front row? But you know, also the first somehow, three somehow, episodes are must-listen, yeah. but after that, it, it really gets kind of redundant. It is. After you've been to one Donkey Show, or at least three, <laughs> you've been to them all, right? Yes. But uh, he has a new one. He has a new one that I'd like to announce. Oh, yeah. What's that? Okay, well, so so he he was kind enough. He he asked my permission first on this, and I appreciate it. But he he you know he's been a supporter. So of he went shows. to you over me because you are the king of the show, and I am the ambassador. Well, once again, 
you are more likable, but I own the Cobras and the Ampersand, and you only have the Fire. So I actually have majority stake. In yeah, the fair enough. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay, so he had he did have to go to me first. And I told him that first time I met him. I just said, hi, my name is Luce Cannon. By the way, I, I have majority stake in Cobras and Fire. <laughs> that's that's how you introduce yourself to everybody, right? <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> Which means that's probably why I'm not invited anywhere. You know what? The, we, we need to come up with a bet. Uh, and then the loser, <laughs> like, like the next time we're together, we get to decide how that person has to introduce himself to everybody for a day. <laughs> that would be one of them. That would be how I would pick yours. I am Luce Cannon, and I'm a majority owner of <laughs> <laughs> What if, what if instead, of a, instead of a business card, it was like a three-by-five postcard size thing? They had that all in big print for like a blind person's it's, entire it's, phrase. It's a business card, but it flops out like an accordion. <laughs> Hey, go before we continue our conversation. You need to read this. <laughs> Acknowledge my greatness. Anyway, let's get back to the Ken Mills' latest podcast. Okay, so anyway, because so he, he he checked in with you. He said, "You yeah, know, said, you know, Luz, my name is Ken Mills, and I I am the host of the Jerks Out Confidential. I have I wanted to ask you a question, and so where do you go from there?" He just said, is it okay? Um, I'm a big fan of your show, and we want to, I guess, refresh it or repurpose it or however you want to do it. And he wants to do it on his banner, the whole Ken Mills umbrella of podcasts. He wants to call it Snakes and Flames. Okay? okay. <laughs> and he says, the only thing, I'm going to keep everything the same. I just want rights to be able to re-upload your entire uh, stream or, or RSS feed or whatever like that. And I'm going to do an introduction in the beginning of every episode uh, <laughs> and talk about what my thoughts are, like give it a pre-review or how awful it is or whatever. And at the end of it, I'm just going to say one word. That's hot. Hot. Hold on. Give me give me one second here. Hold on. All right. Subscribe. Hot. All right. That's – do we have a bell? Do we have a bell? Snakes and flames, kids. That's, that is Ken Mills' 20th podcast per month. I am so we are so proud to be uh, to be part of that umbrella. Yeah, so, anything uh, involving Ken Mills, uh, sign me up. I, I think his, he's going to have that table at the expo that has a different banner. It's just our banner, except it's slightly shittier. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to have or nineteen or twenty tables, and Michael Butler is going to have to share one of them <laughs> with him. It would be great if, if Michael Butler didn't have any space. It was just an empty table that said, that said snakes and flames. It was just empty. Ain't no more room. That's that's my 20th podcast, Michael. Back the fuck off. What do you mean? What do you need this whole table for? It's just a, just a tiny little thumb drive sitting on the table. <laughs> that's all the content. You want it? Here it is. Until somebody steals it. but uh, Until Billy Hardaway steals it. Oh, how'd you like him to take our podcast and change it again? Do an introduction, his introduction every time. Yeah, that'll be that. Actually, would be good too. These would fucking be. idiots talk about some <laughs> fucking stupid shit, and, and these fucking faggots are all just about fucking fucking fuck. I'm right. Billy Hardaway, and how does he end it with like I don't know a boot? No, he's gonna say he's just, no. He just said like I gotta go back to bankrupts and Gibson. Goodbye. I love Billy Hardaway. That's been a while since I threw that in there. So we bounced a little over the place. Uh, let's let's go to one of your songs. All right, yeah. You know what? Uh, you know I love me some devil in the music. Uh, it was oh, yeah. uh, pretty much the entire topic of uh, the most recent Jesus 
Jesus Christ or CD. But I'm going to play something by one of my favorite bands. Uh, they're about to call it quits. Uh, Slayer. Let me ask you this. Now, we mm-hmm. de- we played that whole uh, <laughs> Rat and Marvin Gaye mashup. Did you hear the Wham and Slayer mashup? Slayer, by far, is the only legit, satanic-looking, sounding, everything band where it, it, that you are actually, still to this day, I'm frightened. I soil, soil my pants when I listen to them. And the, except every <laughs> single one of them the looks... the big four? Yes, yes, of the big four. Of, of, the, of any thrash band, I guess, that's, that's a, of, okay. uh, a right. note. You know, even your testaments and your whatever, they definitely are more intimidating. My point being is if you were to run into these guys... Uh, the only person, except for Lombardo, Lombardo looks like you could take him home and and uh, introduce him to your mom, and and she'd take your <laughs> mom out to a nice steak dinner. The guy looks like a nice guy, you know. He looks like a surfer dude in comparison to them, right? Well, but have you seen Tom? He shaved his beard. He's got a baby face now. Oh, he shaved his recently. Yeah, yeah, he's touring. he's on tour with no facial hair. Yep, for the first time. No in, way. Oh boy, at least ten years. Well, I'll have to take a look at him. <laughs> maybe he looks like a nice, outstanding young man. That, that maybe it was the beard that always scared me. A good that, Catholic boy. Well, that beard that, was scary. I mean, it it had shit living in it. It had remnants of like nineteen the 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 set of uh, seasons in the abyss. Yeah, he was he in, wasn't using any high end beard grooming products. So. Trust me, trust me. They, they had nothing but but every year of the, of the the catering tray since they first went on tour. <laughs> the thing was never ever cleaned. Oh god! Imagine anyway, imagine I, running running a pick through it and all the shit that would fall out. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about them. They, they, they are legit, is all I have to say. Image, everything like that. So please terrify me. What song are we going to play? We'll play a song off of the God Hates Us All record. The song is called Disciple.
love it loud? So do we. Rockin' Pod returns to Nashville on Saturday, August 25th. Over 25 rock podcasts from all over North America. Recording on-site. Vinyl and memorabilia dealers selling the best in rock merchandise. And awesome rock musicians and personalities participating in signing sessions and on-stage panel discussions throughout the day. Special guests include current and former members of Korn, Kiss, Angel, Winger, Loudness, Except, Bang Tango, King Tracy, as well as producers that have worked with Slayer, Ozzy, Alice Cooper, Seven Dust, and many more. More guests being added weekly. Don't miss your chance to be part of an awesome celebration of all things rock. Rock and Pod takes place at the legendary Nashville Palace, August 25th, 2018. More details available at rockandpod.com. That's R-O-C-K-N-P-O-D.com. The Nashville Rock and Pod Expo. Brought to you by Blind Tiger Record Club, School of Rock Nashville, and School of Rock Franklin, a DBG Productions event. Hey there, this is Lego Batman. I'm here to tell you about the new $17 Cobra Fire t-shirt that I'm wearing right now. The shirt is printed on a high-quality, next-level brand tee that makes everybody more handsome and badass. Except for Robin. Will you look as good as Lego Batman? Hell no! I have huge metal pecs and a nine-pack. That's right, I've got an extra ab. Buy a t-shirt today and prove Rock's not dead, and it's not hiding. It's staring right at you. Order yours today for $17, including shipping, at facebook.com slash Cobras and Fire. That's right, it's slash Cobras and Fire. Now excuse me as I go pump iron and stare at myself in the mirror. Mmm, looking good.
I have a major bone to pick with you. You've been uh, taking some shots at me. You use this wooden shoes reference that nobody born after 1822 uh, gets. <laughs> Uh, it's all 18, about six, it's 1816 all, to be precise. It's all about this, this, you know, because I graduated two years old before you did. I'm so much older than you. Uh, that you, you, you try to imply that like somehow I'm like technologically, uh, like, you know, almost ambivalent. I'm, I'm, I'm refusing to get in drug into the, the current now simply because <laughs> I don't listen to music on headphones and I don't stream music at all. Can I speak? Yeah, well, we all know you can. You got something to say? The Luddites were a member of English workers who destroyed machineries, especially cotton and woolen mills, because they believed that these technologies were threatening their jobs. They are small-minded, and they are a person opposed to increased industrialization or new, specifically new technology like streaming. They wear wooden shoes. They threw wooden shoes into the machinery and destroyed them because they were scared of progress. Continue. You wear wooden shoes. You are scared of streaming, even at the highest bit rate. Yeah, at the Go highest ahead. bit rate. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I will say this. I, I, you know, because, again, there's a two-year difference. I am so much older than you. Five-year. Uh, yeah. Then you got held back a lot or, or accelerated. But maybe did you get homeschooled with Sonny Pooney? Uh, I am 44 years old of a man's age. Yeah, and I graduated eighty nine. What year did you graduate? Uh, Nineteen ninety six. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> All right. All I'm saying is that, like, I grew up listening to music on very inferior uh, audio systems, right? And I aspired. I remember when my sister had a boyfriend that had like this awesome home stereo, and he played Def Leppard Pyromania for me, and it was like hearing music for the first time. Point being, I don't care what you listen to it on, no matter who you are. I choose to listen to it in a, in a sound that is quality. I don't really want to listen to music on headphones. I don't want to listen to it uh, uh, streaming. That doesn't mean I never listen to anything on MP3. I, I, I listen to them in my car that way. You act like because I don't want to stream anything, it's it's about the sound quality is or all these like antiquated old guy stuff. I don't think it sounds as good. I think it's a bigger pain in the ass, and that's the reason I don't do it. Now, if somebody does it, I don't care. I'm gonna quote uh, our guy Jordan from Them Evils. I don't download, stream, buy, whatever. Just listen. As long as you're listening to music, you're doing something right. I really don't care how anybody else does it. This is just how I do it. I understand, but let, let's break down exactly how you do it, Baco. From the beginning of, of, of starting this podcast, the first time I introduced you to a new band, you asked me to UPS me the LP. So I sent you a Bobaflex LP. It showed up at your, at your house like, like one month. You then translated it to cassette. You then took that cassette and somehow you put it on some other thing that put it back. It took so long. It was by Carrier Pigeon. It takes forever for me to get you new music. And you talk about that that old people don't listen to new music. This is why. They are scared of the buttons. <laughs> That's not why. They have given up. That's why old people stop. That's why old people like you stop listening to new music is because they gave up. <laughs> it's because of the process. It's because of the whole LP to cassette back, back to CD. Your whole thing about you, – you think the CD – 
This disc is this magic thing. It's the same thing as if you, you can download on Spotify, you can download the same level of quality as a CD onto your actual phone if you hit the button. Yeah, as, as long as you just uh, subscribe and pay a monthly fee that never ends. Because we don't need any anything. I love having to give up personal information. I love logging in every time I need to listen to music. That's fucking sweet. And the best part about Spotify is that it makes sure that the artists who create the music don't get jack shit. And on top of that, the sound is inferior. It's not inferior if you download it to your phone in the amount that I tell you. Oh, my God. Yeah, listening to music on your phone. That's fucking not antiquated No, not at listening all. it through your phone. You put it, you can plug it into your, your stereo. It's the same thing. Not if you have an iPhone because they don't have headphone jacks anymore. (laughs) Oh, no. Fuck those guys. I I will never go past an iPhone 6. I still have my headphone jack. You can't Uh, can't take my headphone jack away. I will move over. But the whole point is... You know what my CD player never asks me for? A password. You know what? Suck it! Suck it! From the person that does all those silly surveys on Facebook, which completely opens you up to to them uh, data scraping. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about there. Every single thing that says, hey, my name is You're confusing me with my wife. That's every single thing. For a guy who doesn't even let people know his real name. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ever ask me my birthday. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, you're also the same guy who has an app that handles all of your passwords and logins because that's secure. Again, that's that's stored locally. That's not. <laughs> so of course, that's, that's what they not. tell you. Yeah. Oh my God. No one has ever got sounds, hacked. I this mean, sounds like this. You know what this sounds like? This sounds like a Fox News debate. That's what this sounds like. You were just talking and whatabouts and everything like that. When it comes down to the fact that you were just not willing to move pack, past your horde. God damn it! I'm gonna play a Danzig song.
So we got some new news for Cobra Fest, and uh, I want to apologize to everybody. We have, obviously we've had Corpse of Dokken cancel on us. Uh, we had Joey Handy pull out. Who else pulled out so far? Um, uh, Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's. Um, oh, that's right, Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's was going to be there. Loose and and Luce. yeah, I mean, in, in short, it, it, we should we should have had a contract. We. If we had a contract, everything would have been fine. But okay, anyway, anyway yeah. it looks like it looks like Stripe R, the pirate right, version right, right, right. of uh, of Striper, is still coming. So that's fine. But it, so we have another thing to mention, though. And it's not really an artist, but it's an experience. And that is called a band that I apologize to you right now. I should have got into on your first or second or third recommendation on this show since we started it. A band that I never cared for when I was growing up, but am starting to really get into, and that is Wasp. We yes. are sexual perverts. Yeah, that's what they say it's called. We'll go into that in a second. But we are we are doing something that it's called Wasp LARP. And that is a live action role playing. You get to go through the entire career of Blackie Lawless, all the <laughs> highlights, all the stages of his life. And we have a couple of things we're still workshopping. But we want to reveal, at least give you a couple highlights for this show, if I may. Would that be okay, Baco? Fire away, buddy. All right. First, let's talk about what you just said. What does WASP stand for? Uh, well, they claim and then claim it's not true, although it's inscribed on their first record. <laughs> we, are, <laughs> we are sexual perverts. Right. So you know more than I do about it. That, that definition sounds like something that was asked during an interview, and Blackie Lawless just threw it out there out of nowhere. Like a piece of meat. Answer. And and that piece of meat would have been like day old old uh, uh, ground round because that did not <laughs> it did it was not a very clever thing when I when I think that was one of the things that set me off too is I always knew that was what it was called we are sexual perverts sounds too lowbrow for Beavis and Butthead you know what I mean you got to remember metalheads are kind of dumb their sense of humor is a little dense and this is before Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying there could have been so many answers that Blackie Lawless could have given. In in my mind, it was it was an interview. So can we just we're going to have a contest? We're going to give you a few answers that, that could help, but answers that are better than what WASP stands for. Then we are sexual perverts. Okay. Can we just go back and forth on this? I got. I'm ready. Okay, you want to go first? We all suck penis. Whiskey apple suppository pornography. <laughs> Win another sexy pirate. We'll ask Sharon politely, and I would like to go into more of what that means. That is actually the rule of Ozzy. Anytime he does anything, he first thinks wasp. West Anaheim stilt performers. Wanker, anchor, stanker, panker. <laughs> Wonky, armless sex pirates. 
That's, I've, used, war, I've used sex and pirates twice now. War against Sean Penn. I lo- might be my favorite so far. When assholes sweat profusely. <laughs> sounds like sounds like Northern Invasion. Uh, <laughs> sounds like Wasp. Wise Angora sweater prunes. Well armed sturgeon poachers is my last one. <laughs> and my last is white ass stupid putts. We'll have to throw these up on uh, Facebook with a poll and let the let the people vote. Beat those. You could be Blackie Lawless in the interview chair at Wasp LARP. Whoever, if you win it, all of a sudden, what's going to be played in the loudspeaker? And if you completely fail, what's going to be played? So that's what we have so far as far as LARPing. We'll get back to much, you more much we, more coming on much the, more, the Wasp experience. Much more, much more meat. We want we want to flush out the meat before we talk to you. A lot about of it. fucking and a lot of beasts. Let's get into some more devil. What do you say? Yeah. What do you got? Devil's Child.
of uh, talking about the devil and the devil's role in rock and roll music. Uh, a big part of the songs on the G- Jesus Chrysler record, uh, Make Bold Statements, was about how music was better when we were scared that it would, uh, uh, I don't know, somehow influence our children to sell their soul to the devils. Uh, and going all the way back to the blues with Robert Johnson and Crossroads going out there and sure. selling his soul. Um, but but the, the fact of the matter is, it really, up until about grunge, people kind of cared about the fact that their kids might be satanic because they bought a poison record. PMRC. And all music was better because of it. Now those kids are parents and they realize how stupid that is and it's kind of killed it. Completely true. I mean, the Iron Maiden covers were terrifying as a young man, right? Or you at least knew you were going to get. Yeah, I mean, I was definitely drawn into it, but I was also kind of frightened. You know what I mean? Right. Like, what about the cover? I think Black Sabbath's uh, scariest cover is Sabbath Bloody Sabbath. It's like an orgy. It's definitely fucked up. You have no idea what's going on, especially when you're like 12. Yeah, you're just looking at this. There's a lot of things going on, and none of it should be shown to my mom and dad. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty much it. I mean, in a way, um, the devil was basically uh, made music sort of like porn where you'd hide it. You know, like you're. I know. And. had that level of like, I am going to get way in fucking trouble if I have this specific album. Just the name of the songs could get you in trouble. And there's something about that edge that added to the uh, the music itself, it seemed like. Correct. I, I absolutely agree. Quick story on that to the Iron Maiden thing. A neighbor of mine, I'd never heard Iron Maiden before. He brought it all over. He was trying to show me show me some back masking, and uh, he left the he left the albums at my house. And then the, the one day he just goes, "We have to burn all these. I think they are all from the devil." And we actually went in the backyard and actually burned. I think like the first like three or four Iron Maiden <laughs> albums, and it came up in a green puff of smoke. And he's like, "I told you the devil was in it." And I think it was just green vinyl. Oh man, yeah, I had my own record burning experience. I don't really want to relive, but uh, that's fine. But anyway, no, I mean, point I, being, I'm just is, saying it was I, real. I know what you're talking about is all I'm getting at there. Right. It seemed real though, right? Like it was like legit. Like, oh my God, this stuff really is possessed. Mm-hmm. This oh, vinyl, all, all this stuff. album art, this this music. So, if I spin it backwards, it's going to tell me secret messages that are sort of legible. But uh... <laughs> but, but to that end, the only – the double cassette that I had, and I mentioned it first, that actually was like this is the devil's music was a burn of uh, – well, not burn, but a, a dub of – Kilmall and PSLs back to back on like a Ooh, a thirty right minute, on. yeah. And I, and I heard that, and I'd never heard thrash before. And that itself, and the singing and everything like that, was just like this is this is evil. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it, it's I don't know that we can ever get back to that. You know what I mean? You can't. You can't. That's what I mean. I mean, with I mean. all you kids streaming, <laughs> there's just too much information. <laughs> it's an it's an isolated thing. Here is this tape. Here it is. You play it, and there's no there's no information other than that that you can even source it, unless you the person that has that source material has the actual album. You have no idea what this band is. You just you're just hearing it with no information and nothing to look up online. And then even having but, like these re- religious groups, like the yeah those Peter Peter's brothers guys who went around who were just nuts. 
Uh, like, like, look at this fire between Paul Stanley's legs. That is represents the fire from hell, and we know that because we decided it. Uh, you know, it's just like it, it, it all seems so nuts now, but it was so intense back then. It, it like, I mean, it, it was intense. Pick, like picketing like a, concerts and stuff. I mean, well, that and then uh, like. I remember my mom had like a top 20 like of evil artists or, or whatever it was. It was like something that was put up by the PMRC or something like that. And one of them was Prince was on there for Darling Nikki. And I think the Dirty Scorpions. Dozen, yeah. And it even had That's like what it was. Cindy Lauper, Shebop. Yeah, the Shebop was on there. And there's a bunch of stuff. And uh, even, the even blade, Rocky. Which, uh, uh, D. Snyder wants us all to believe was about throat surgery. <laughs> you know, I actually spun records backwards. I have heard Led Zeppelin say, My Sweet Satan. I mean, it was more like, My Sweet Satan. But uh, you know what back, back masking is, right? That They called it back in the day anyway. Of course. Yeah, it's yes. like the, you spin a record backwards and... I was saying, you called me a Satan. Steal your soul. Yep. His name is Lucifer. And the, the idea was that, like, by putting these backwards messages that you would never actually hear uh, because you're playing the record the proper way, you somehow accidentally sold your soul to the, the devil. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's the fine print of listening to it. Yes, exactly. It is like the Apple iTunes agreement of... Uh, <laughs> that is the... Uh, Check mark here, devil. <laughs> Satan, right to hell. Oh. Terms of service. It's a terms of service of your album. My band, Jesus Chrysler, uh, we recorded a song called I Heart Satan. And I literally wrote a song because, you know, I saw something that said, like, I Heart New York or one of those things, right? And I'm like, I have to write a song called I Heart Satan. <laughs> and the, the song is literally just about, like, what we just talked about, how, like, music used to scare us and, in, and almost empower us in a weird way. Uh, but we open it with a backwards message. Anybody who uh, can figure out how to spin that message backwards, message me, and uh, I'll send you some stickers. You ready to get out of here, Luce? Rock's not dead. It's hiding. And because of the devil, it's only available in streaming. Somebody get me a beat I need some rock and roll music Give me suicide dreams Gonna play that shit backwards, yeah Do you remember when you were 15? Everything was so obscene Spooky story in a cemetery Call all your friends, grab the pitchfork, let's go
Hot. Hot? Hot? Hot. 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 Hot? It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 